How do you feel? I <laughs> I, I literally, I was so nervous. I could like feel my heart coming out of my mouth. Yeah. I really like actually genuinely like, like her, yes. look up to her. But you have to be cool. Yeah. We had to be cool. You know, we've been following her since the pandemic and content has really helped us feel better about working in corporate America. And I can't believe she's here on today's episode. <laughs> We're so excited to welcome the first guest of our season. She has grown a community of nearly 1 million followers across TikTok and Instagram. Most recently, she was Dell's featured speaker at South by Southwest, made 2022 Forbes 30 under 30 list, and has launched her virtual assistant business, Expand VA. We've been following her since the pandemic, and her help content has really helped us feel better about working in corporate America. I met her skiing in Tahoe on President's Weekend, and I just wanted to thank her for not only being an inspiration to our lives, but an inspiration for this podcast. And I can't believe she's here on today's episode. If you haven't already guessed, we're here with Natalie from Corporate Natalie. If you haven't heard of her before, Natalie uses lighthearted humor to poke fun at corporate culture, and we just can't believe we're chatting with you, Natalie. Welcome to Four Years Later Pod. Um, thank you for having me on. I did not realize I was the first guest of the season. I'm feeling so honored. Thank you for having me. We're honored. This that we met uh, in Tahoe. That was so fun, but um, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. So thanks for having me on. It's definitely a different look when you have like real clothes on, <laughs> not in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. It's totally. just a different look, not, you know. I was like, I'm chugging like vodka sodas. I thought it would be better. <laughs> you need to, to skiing. be able to get through the weekend. I'm a horrible skier. That was unsafe. Like, we're <laughs> like, if you're a bad skier, maybe don't drink. That would help. It helps uh, loosen you up and you feel good skiing. And, you know, they say skiing's all mental. So, totally all mental and just like that slight physical that, that I don't have yet. But, yes, <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we can launch into a few questions. So, the first one we wanted to ask was you, like I said earlier, you have massed nearly a million followers across Instagram and TikTok. Um, how have you managed to build individual connections with your followers and continue to grow your community? Yes. So I think it's, you know, like honestly moments like meeting you in Tahoe, like I'm able to meet people in the real world. And that's always so weird because I'm always just like in my room alone. It's a very lonely career, like content creation. <laughs> it is. You're just filming yourself, you're editing yourself, you're posting it. It's like, you mm-hmm. don't really get this time to like meet your followers and fans and like have the, those interactions. Um, but I think, you know, and I think for me specifically, I do keep a lot of things private, like my, you know, last name, job, like personal life, dating life. Like these aren't, the, I'm not like a lifestyle creator where I'm going out, like come, you know, come with me on my day. Like, and you know, I made one skiing video. My followers besides that didn't know I was in Tahoe, these things. So it's like <laughs> my content specifically is very, it's very curated to like this one sort of humorous niche that. I don't really share a ton about myself and my life. I think that's very intentional because I think once you give that up, you can't really get it back. You can't, you know, people then expect to know your partner, your life, like everything you're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's like, I I do try to keep balance there. I try to have like my real life and my real friends. And 
I think That's to healthy. anyone who's trying to make content or do these things, it's like, it can get so big and so exciting so fast. And you're invited to these big events and you're like, I had a moment, I was at a revolve party with Justin Bieber and Drake. And I was like, Oh my God, like, it, <laughs> hello. I literally work a corporate job. What's happening. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God. And you have to just remind yourself. I'm like, okay, these are like actually not real people. Like this is a, like, I will never get this moment again. And I'll be so happy. I'll die knowing that I got to be in the same room as them. Like literally. You're breathing the same air as them. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm and I'm like, fine. And that's going to be on my tombstone. Like that's great, you know? But yeah, having that, I think making those connections is important and share, but like having that, those boundaries too is, is crucial. Yeah. I feel like, like it's sometimes hard, I feel like for us too, when we're trying to connect with our audience on TikTok, I feel like you do a really good job on Instagram stories, like kind of giving a glimpse, like we've kind of gotten to interact a bit on stories. You've been on a few podcasts as well. I feel like those avenues are like, have been good for us to get to know you, I think, totally. um, beforehand. Totally. And I think really just living your life on the in the outside, in the real world <laughs> is, is really important because you mm -hmm. are creating content in a bubble like we shoot yeah. here inside. But then it's really cool to go out there and talk about our podcast with different people and just mm -hmm. hear other people's stories about what they go through. Mm -hmm. It builds that connection where now you you care more or, or people know you on that side. Mm -hmm. But it is definitely a balance, I think. And soon you guys will be doing live shows and you'll get to go meet your fans and followers. That'll, that'll be... We're manifesting, that's, that's okay? Andrew, that's what you we're heard doing. it here. <laughs> Natalie helped us deliver the news. Absolutely. You kind of mentioned that you get to go to these really big events where you're surrounded by Drake and Justin Bieber. <laughs> Let's clarify. That was one event. That okay, <laughs> Natalie is not at the Oscars. I mean, you you went to the Golden Globes, yeah. which which yes. is also huge. Do you ever feel more pressure now that your audience is growing? Like, do you ever find yourself comparing yourself with other influencers or or trying to fit in? Um, just like the yeah. comparison element. I mean, so I'm definitely like imposter syndrome. And I think like that actually fuels a lot of my kind of humorous content. Like me at the Golden Globes, the whole bit was like, who messed up and invited me here? Like what, someone made a mistake oh along the way, right? Like, but yeah. And so I think, I think having that just like real, like, I think corporate Natalie at the Golden Globes is funny because it's like, I'm doing bits of like, my boss is calling me and I'm on the red carpet. Like, it's funny because it's like relatable. It's not like corporate really? Natalie's Golden Globes because everyone expects her to be there and she's an A-list celebrity. It's like hilarious that I'm there. Like it's, you know, and so I think just like holding on to like, you know, just my true self and realizing like, that's a huge blessing. That's that this is, I cannot believe I'm here moment in terms of comparing. I mean, truthfully, I'm very happy that I don't live in LA. I think that the LA like influencer culture is a little different. I'm, I'm not a part of it. Like, and I am sometimes thankful for it because I think I would, it's a little cutthroat. It's a little like, who do you know? How do you get into this party? Whatever. I'm here in San Francisco with some of my best friends from high school. And like, there's no, you know, like ticket in to get to this level of the party or whatever. It's like, we're all going to the same bars. We're doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that. Like, I just, mm -hmm. that's the person I am. I like, I love to have fun on the weekends with my friends. And I would hate for this added pressure of like, who do you know here to, you know, be motivating me in my social life outside of work too. I love that you said that you kind of use your imposter syndrome 
and you turn it around into your advantage because I think a lot of people have imposter syndrome and then they feed more into it in the mm. sense that it's like, I don't belong here. Yeah. And then you kind of have this boundary where in any setting you just never feel like you belong there. But you're saying that you take that in and you're like, you know what? This is hilarious. Like, I'm just mm -hmm. going to be myself more now because Own maybe it. I don't mm -hmm. belong there, which I don't think is true. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, it's fun. And it's like, that's, you know, maybe the content that I made at the Golden Globe. Like I met the, the person who was responsible for actually inviting me. And he was like, oh yeah, we loved like your content. It was so relatable. Like, and that makes me happy to hear that. Like it was, you know, I did a good job of like presenting myself there. Um, so yeah, it's funny. I also think just like the comparison thing, it's just with any career you do, whether it's in content or anything like comparison is so the thief of joy. Like you don't want to, yeah. you're yeah. not supporting other creators. Like Victoria Garrick is my best friend. She's been a creator since college actually. And she has been nothing but like so supportive and encouraging of me, like coming into the space really like after, you know, we, we kind of had our own different worlds and now we're in the same world. And it's like yeah. having friends that support you and what you're doing is just so important. So I think always, that's, always. I completely agree with you. And I feel like the fact that Janice and I sort of have each other on the pod has helped tremendously with like the insecurities and the comparison, the fact yeah. that we can like bounce off like our, um, I guess more like insecure thoughts off each other. Like, oh, like every time we film, like after we film, we'll be like, wow, I hated the way I looked like the entire time we filmed that. Or like we kind of like go off of that and it, it keeps it more lighthearted, kind of like what you're saying. So, and even dealing with like, um, I guess trolls mm -hmm. out there, it's like, no, don't listen to them. We kind of yeah. keep each other in check. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because now you get to enjoy this journey that you're on with your best friend mm -hmm. versus thinking that it's like this career that's end all be all yeah. and you have to fit into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I guess we can go on to our next question. Um, so our podcast is continuing to grow, which we're so excited about. But I feel like something that we've been talking about a lot is having to balance all of our different parts of our lives, including the pod. I mean, we've talked about all the events you've been going to. You talked about balancing your friendships, sure, family, work, uh, dating life, if you have one, you know, like how are you able to sort of juggle all of those things? Yeah, it's really hard. Um, I think also like, I mean, you two both are getting into sort of the content behind the pod, posting about like yourselves on the channels. And I think when you're in this kind of content world, it's like everything is content. Should I be posting at all times? Your phone is your job. It's your yes, life. Yes, like, yes. Am I just texting my friend or am I working? Like, especially you two as best friends, like, is that, you know, is this work? Or is this, <laughs> it's like, it's really hard. And the lines just get like extremely blurred. Yes. And so I think unplugging and having balance is so important. I think the majority of creators don't know how to do that and are like way more, like it really brings a lot more stress for me. Like, because I do these more curated bits and like kind of scripted humorous things I'm able to like either you know preload content and have it roll through the weekend or like mm. I don't to, like vlog my weekends I think like I was saying before so being able to like shut off is so important with every job and I think content creation doesn't really allow people to to unplug or do that ever um so yeah, how I create balance, I mean, still learning. I definitely am a workaholic. I think when I had my full-time job and I was working basically two full-time jobs at once, I was miserable. Like I was, I had no balance. I was completely burnt out. I was 
angry all the time. I was tired. Like yes. truly it's horrible. And now like I find like I have a block every morning I work out. Like I've, I've set standards for myself. I've hired someone who has taken a bunch of the load off of my plate and I'm able mm-hmm. to like outsource things that I don't need to be on or do. So, you know, it's like, you grind and you grind as hard as you can. And I think you hit a certain point where you're able to like add team members, get help, you know, and that's, that's the real payoff. I think that's the exciting part. I love what you said about outsourcing because I feel like if you don't recognize that you need help, eventually like what's fun to you and what you Mm want to protect becomes not fun and stressful. Mm -hmm. Like we wanted to start a podcast because we love talking. Um, (laughs) And one of our friends is an editor and he helps us with some Mm -hmm. of the stuff. But from the very beginning, when we started this podcast, it was kind of like, okay, what is going to suck the life out of this podcast if we like take everything on and we How want it to be burn sustainable out. yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. I think that's really important yeah and sort of what you said about like batch creating content making sure that like when you do have free time to shoot and like um write skits and things like that like you do that so that when you are having fun you can post those we were so curious about like more about your creative process like we love we love the skits like what what's your like schedule like for that yes so this I used to have just like the most flawed, I, I had no like schedule I would film and I still do this. Like I'll just film and edit and post it. And like, I don't have, like, I know a lot of creators that like whiteboard and they have their schedule for the week. And like, this is the content <laughs> I want to hit like every day. And that's incredible. I'll never do that because I sometimes just like think of funny things on the fly. Like I just posted mm-hmm. like a TikTok video made a part one and part two in like an hour. And it was like, okay, I'm, that's easy. Now that I hired someone, I, I, I need to like schedule it more, especially with branded content. It's like, we need film days where I'm like going to film branded content, going to deliver it to the brand. Like there's just like people relying on this process a little bit more than like corporate Natalie making funny videos from her bedroom. Mm -hmm. So we have like designated film days where Annie, the person who works for me will come over and we'll film and edit and just have like big, like creative days. I'm like, not actually innately a like content creator creative person like I'm more of a businesswoman I feel like and sort of like what I like to do like I love the emails I love the negotiations I love like the business that I built with my roommate like those are the things that excite me the actual content creation I get like full anxiety about I'm like I don't want to film myself <laughs> oh my gosh which is horrible like it's really bad it's why I'm not a lifestyle creator because I would never be able to like live stream my life in that way like I don't I don't do that that's not how my brain works so we'll just do like film days of like, okay, this is me being creative. We're, we'll write some scripts before. Some are just like off the cuff, but it's very, I am very much an improv artist. Like I, writing a script is like a light suggestion. Like I'll go into a full like three day commercial shoot where they've written, they've spent millions of dollars on this, like, you know, like script and whatever. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's a good start, but we'll go through. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a relief to hear. Yeah. I was expecting you to say you had like a full on content creation calendar no, that you like stuck to. I but No, I should. And to the creators that do that, like good for you. I'm like, yeah, good for them. Honestly, not able to do that. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we sometimes think about that too. We love all sides of the podcast and like content mm-hmm. creation is fun for us, but it's overwhelming. It is That's overwhelming sure. too. And yeah. 
yeah, I don't think we're great actors either. So like when we feature in skits, I'm like looking in the camera and Lee's like, Janice, you're being a boomer. It's, it's a lot. It's really hard. It's hard. You have to just be yourself. Like, that's what I've learned is like, I cannot act. Like yeah. I'm really going to act as Corbin Alley because she's me. She's some, she's like a, some, a character that I built and it is me. But when I, I acted in a show in this summer and like the character is just like slightly not me as a person. And I was like really struggling. Like I had to be like, sorry, can we start over? Can we cut the scene? Like, I, I don't know how to like pretend really. Yes. Yeah. That's like, that's hard. Mm -hmm. for, the acting is, it's a, it's a skill that I do not have. <laughs> well, um, I know, I know time is up and you're, mm -hmm. you're a very busy person. <laughs> so we just want to thank you for coming onto the podcast, mm -hmm. making time for us. It was really mm -hmm. great chatting. So great to oh, hear. Yes. yes. Thank awesome. you for having me on. Thank you for being such great timekeepers. I appreciate it. I've been on oh. podcasts. Like, you good for another hour? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like every team's meeting where yes. people are just like, I just have one thing to say. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, they repeat the entire meeting. On a Friday. Do you, are you guys good to just chat through this? Yeah. Just keep yeah. going. Yeah, I totally get it. But we do, we do hope you come back on again. Yes, it's absolutely. been really, really fun. How do you feel? I <laughs> I, I literally and I was shaking like when we were first talking I was so nervous I could like feel my heart coming out of my mouth yeah my heart was beating so fast I'm still sweating yeah no I'm you know don't know <laughs> um I was looking at myself in the camera and I was like why do I look like a foreign alien I literally <laughs> don't look like I was myself. looking at myself in the camera and thinking <gasps> why do my eyes look so tiny I was yeah why did my face just contort like that <laughs> like what the <laughs> and she was like up close and beautiful she looked, I just, great. She yeah. looked really good yeah, um, and she, she had like did. just taken her hair clip out and I was like I just, oh flawless classic <laughs> great um, I uh, but overall I think the discussion we I mean we have to give ourselves a little credit no I think we did okay it was our first interview with like an influencer who and the thing you know what I think it's like that saying like meeting your heroes like it's hard to meet your heroes like I was I think we we're nervous because we like actually genuinely like like her yes. look up to her but you have to be cool yeah we had to be cool. you know you can't be a fangirl like you yeah. have to separate mm -hmm. the fangirl from the the podcast yeah. host. Yeah. I um, wonder if people role. could hear that we were kind of fangirling. I mean, I was trying really because, and now I understand why, like when, when stars, other celebrities are like, oh, I'm such a fan. It's like, oh, but I'm also an actress. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm always like, how are you? Like you're big too. Like, yeah. How why are you? Are, yeah. And not saying nervous. like we're big. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like, you really have to keep your professional hat on. Yeah. And I'm really glad that, the fangirling paid off because it helped with our conversation. Like, yes. We knew some of the events that she had attended. We just knew because we freaking follow her. <laughs> and we're genuinely curious yeah. because we're in a content creation business, but also because mm -hmm. like you see somebody that you look up to yeah. um, and you really are just curious, like how they balance it all, mm -hmm. how they can still remain so grounded. Yeah. Yeah. She... She was definitely inspiring watching her, like, keep her cool the whole time. And, like, I was like, I need to, like, get her zen and, like, get it into me because 
I need to calm down. You know what I really liked about what um, one of the questions that we asked her though, when mm-hmm. we asked her about her creative process, mm-hmm. I love what she said that she's like content creation and being creative about it and writing scripts mm-hmm. isn't her my thing. forte. Yeah. It's the business side that I really like, which she kills, which she she's kills so that. good at. Yeah, but it's. Like you would think that as a content creator, everybody's thing is, oh, I love the content creation part. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard yet that they love the business that's part. That's true. And yeah. I think that's so honest and refreshing, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. weirdly relatable because yeah. I like the business side of our podcast too. Like I, mm-hmm. I love coming up with ideas on what to talk about and being on camera, mm-hmm. but I also just really love like figuring out what kind of deals we can do and like Mm -hmm. how to grow our podcast from a strategic side. Like Mm -hmm. that is something that I thought everyone shies away from or outsources, Mm -hmm. but she really likes that side. Yeah. That's so true. I didn't even think about it like that. It made it though. Like she, she seemed much more human when she like said it that way though. Like, like, Oh, you like don't love like creating all the scripts and like, I don't know, getting dressed up to do all your skits and stuff like that's that's relatable. Like we go through the same things. I was just going to say, like, in terms of how she's like a businesswoman first, that was actually one of the first things I noticed about her when I started following her. Because if you guys go and scroll down Corporate Natalie's TikToks and Instagram feeds, like all of her paid ad videos do really well like it's usually like when people do ads on tiktok you can tell like oh like they don't have as many views for this one like it's because it's it's not part of their like normal content but natalie does a really good job like weaving in her normal skits and like her her brand into the products that she chooses to like highlight so i've always been very impressed every time she does an ad i like i used to send it to my friend to be like she's a genius she's like a business genius like how did you think of this i mean you wouldn't even notice that that's what she's you don't notice trying to promote Mm -hmm. it's just like in in the scene Mm -hmm. it was kind of like that robot cleaner i don't know if you saw that one it was recent it was a few days ago okay she incorporated it into the Flawlessly. thing and, and to her character corporate natalie which is her like she was saying mm-hmm. i think that's something that we also need to learn how to do which is like who we mm-hmm. are what our personality is and then how to use that to incorporate it into every storyline that we have agreed i feel like i've tried to put my corporate natalie thinking cap on like especially with our latest brand deal if anyone saw that um please go to our tiktok and take a look at our news campaign but like that was something i thought about a lot when we were trying to come up with a way to market this product like i was okay like how did natalie do this you know she's been an inspiration for a while so it was great to like actually meet her and if we ever get to pick her brain again i would love to focus on the business side of things because she also lit up when she was talking Mm -hmm. about her business and i would love to just get some kind of advice on how she runs her content creation business yeah i yeah but we did it but we did it yes um this has been a dream come true it's Mm -hmm. been months in the making yes and I just can't believe we pulled it off. I can't believe it either. I'm so excited to hear what you guys have to say or any other um, content creators or influencers that you would love to have on the pod. Like, please let us know in the comments. And if you've loved this episode or any of our other episodes, please follow us, Mm -hmm. rate us on Apple or any podcast platform, Mm -hmm. leave us a review and also follow Corporate Natalie at Corporate Natalie.
We both raised our left hand and weight at the same time. All right, it's over. Oh, my God.